Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape, then we're the pod. Get the Hey, welcome back everybody to Star Wars Escape Pod. We have another episode of the Clone Wars Talk conversation with uh, with Diego happening and we're going to be chatting all about the next Clone Wars Legacy project which adapts four uh, of the episodes from I think it was season six uh, which is called The Enemy of My Enemy, A Tale of Two Apprentices, Proxy War and Shadow on Dathomir. These are all included in the Son of Dathomir comic book and we're going to be chatting all about that today. So whether you've read it or not we're gonna summarize it the best we can and uh just chat about that another happy landing Welcome back, dude. Welcome back. Good to be back. Always good to have you back. You, uh, you've been out for a little bit. I have. I have. Yeah. And you've done some reading. Yeah. And uh, we got a little bit of conversation about uh, Son of Dathomir today, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, just like, I mean, I, we already briefly talked about this before we even start recording here, but um like just like to everyone listening out there like what did you think like in in like four sentences basically just like overall what do you think of these four episodes that were adapted like your initial thoughts after finishing it i thought it was it was um i thought it was pretty nice uh just to kind of see like what happened after i think it was season five where we last saw Maul. yeah it was the finale of season five yeah. yeah it was it was nice to see where he kind of left off uh because last we saw of him he was he was being shocked by uh sidious i believe and so we kind of see a little bit of you know dooku grievous sidious and maul all kind of like uh in the same kind of thing i read this comic book as like one so um mm -hmm. as like just one giant episode so all all the episodes kind of blend together yeah the pretty whole much. arc being the the son of dathomir arc yeah pretty much pretty much. um but yeah totally the focus is completely on darth maul mm -hmm. and um and yeah like we we managed to get through season six without seeing darth maul or any of that storyline uh resumed at all so we last left off, whereas like Savage Oppressed died, Sidious shows up on Mandalore, kills the guy, takes Maul captive, and that's it. And like, it's like, whoa, what the heck happened? Like, we finished season six, like the last arc that we saw in there was with Yoda. Um, there was nothing about uh, Ahsoka in there. There was nothing about uh, Darth Maul. Uh, we did manage to get through the Crystal Crisis of Utapau arc. 
Um, I mean, you're still kind of um, working your way through the Dark Disciple, but uh, nowhere in that book is there any mention to like Maul or Ahsoka or any of these like storylines that kind of didn't get continued in the season six era. So like that's uh, it's nice to get like some context as like to where this character went and like what's actually going on, because the next time that we see him, all this has already taken place. And so now we actually know like what's actually going to happen. So anyone who's already probably gone ahead and watched the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars who haven't read Son of Dathomir, you know, there might be a few missing, a, a few gaps. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, all this stuff happens in, in between and there's like full solid, four solid episodes of like this entire rise to Darth Maul's power in the underworld. Um, everything with his shadow collective and all that stuff. But uh you got like a page or so of like notes that you jot down um i know it's kind of all a blur they all kind of blends together but i figured we'd just go through and summarize like part by part just like each each um section of the of the book sure um and uh i don't know i, th- I know you got out in, out in front of you i got like the the fandom page open up as well uh we've both read it uh but yeah between those three things we can probably just come up with something on the spot here that summarizes each part really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so what, where does the first one... Oh, actually, if you want, uh, did you want to read that, uh, the opening? Um, I'll have you read the opening, uh, like, prelude to the book itself. Sure, uh, just two seconds here. Just for anyone who hasn't read it out there, we'll try and cover it the best we can here. Okay. After he survived his confrontation with Obi-Wan Kenobi on Naboo and was saved from madness by the Dathomir witch, Mother Talzin, Darth Maul constructed a vast criminal syndicate known as the Shadow Collective, gathering the galaxy's most feared crime lords. Black Sun, the Pikes, and even the Mighty Huts have all fallen in line behind the Dark Warrior. From a base of operations on the planet of Mandalore, Maul plotted revenge against his many enemies. But Maul's lust for power and conquest has drawn a great enemy upon him, his former master, Darsidious. Judging judging Maul a threat to his own designs, Sidious defeated his former apprentice, ruthlessly Mm. murdering Maul's brother, Savage Oppress, and leaving Maul beaten, but curiously still alive and imprisoned. So that's that's the opening to this uh, to this comic, and kind of sets the tone for what's going on here. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Thanks for reading that out. So yeah, that's that's definitely trying to bring context and pick up from the season five uh, finale of like where that all left off, and uh, that kind of it like this very this first issue kind of really picks up literally like right where that left off because we see Maul being held captive by Sidious on uh, a prison on Stygian Prime. Uh, and this is following their duel on in, in Sundari City. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out that uh, Dooku, Dooku shows up. This is kind of awkward because you got the old apprentice, the new apprentice. Awkward, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maul's not too happy about this. No. And he also thinks Dooku's a Sith pretender. And yeah, he just he just hates the guy. But it turns out that they're using the plan. Uh, they're using Maul to to draw out Mother Talzin because apparently 
Palpatine is like, hey, she could be a worthy adversary like later down the road when we're ruling over the galaxy. We got to get her out of the way. So the only way to draw her out because she's this like witch lady just pops up and disappears and whatever. Um, we got to use Maul to, as bait to kind of bring her in, out of the shadows, right? And then kill her. Um, so that's kind of like the general plot. And uh, also Darth Maul has had his his men, Gar Saxon and the, the his uh, number one woman rook cast, uh, which are Mandalorian super commandos. And they... Uh, on orders of Prime Minister Almack, who's of course is still in league with Darth Maul after he recruited him, um, is are on their way to break him out of this prison. So uh, that's that's pretty much part of uh, the first one. Am I missing anything there? No, that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, a couple, um, a couple, I guess a couple things that um, actually that's the thing. Like, how how would you? Is there any way to like section off at least like, let's say obviously the first one is gonna start page one to I don't know page twelve or whatever. Is there any anything online there that says it here? Let me just pull up the page, because I, I want to see if they can kind of summarize like, hey, part one is one to twelve, and then twelve to so on, right? Because then it, it'll be mm-hmm. <clears throat> perhaps it'll be a little easier because then I I don't have to just give random notes because. I'll tell you right now, like my first couple notes that I wrote down, I don't even think they're from part one. Like, um, I could be wrong, right. but, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, well, actually let's, um, um, let's see what you got here in just a second. I got the second part of this, this issue. Uh, the first one is the enemy of here. my enemy. Uh, that's the first episode, yeah. right? Um, all right, cool. So then, okay, yeah. So, uh, so following up with with Prime Minister Almack and sending out the super commandos to rescue Maul and stuff like that, uh, Grievous has been contacted by Dooku and sends him to a planet called Zanbar. Yep, sounds like a very Marvel name, Zanbar. Yeah, um, yeah, Marvel Comics. Uh, familiar. Candy bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in the Outer Rim. And uh, he sends them there to engage the armies of the Shadow Collective. Now, the Shadow Collective at this point is Darth Maul's kind of underworld empire that's going on. It's got the Black Sun, the Death Watch, the Huts, the Knight Brothers, and the Pike Syndicate all kind of included in this in this bunch at this time. This big mafia. And yeah, exactly. It's Maul's version of like the mafia, essentially. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he's ordered to kind of engage their armies and deplete but not destroy Maul's armies uh when wounded uh Maul will basically call upon Talzin for aid so it's kind of part of the plan of using Maul for bait Mm -hmm. essentially and um uh yeah so Maul escapes and reclaims the dark saber which he won from his duel with Pre Vizsla uh, and leads his forces against the separatist invasion and the Mandalorians are gradually overwhelmed, mowed down by numerous battle droids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maul duels Grievous in single combat, which is freaking awesome. Like, that was a pretty sweet, like, deal. I would have loved to have seen that on screen. Same. Uh, yeah, because if you think about it, like, Grievous is Obi-Wan's kind of arc nemesis, right? And Maul was also, like, he's also Obi-Wan's arc nemesis. So, like, it's cool to see 
Kenobi's like two deadliest enemies just go up against each other like that. Like that that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I always found it funny because they they have like a this is all like in your head, right? So it's like what you want to make out of it. But like assuming the battle that goes on, um, it, it's funny. Like Maul, as much as I love him, like he's he's an awesome character, but he just he loses too often like he's yeah you know like he goes up against grievous and grievous is the kind of guy who's like he's he's skilled but he's not you know he's not a force user he's not a you know unbelievable swordsman he's not none of that right whereas darth maul yeah. is or at least was at yeah. one point uh maybe not so much because he's only you know half because he has robot yeah exactly but but I mean, still, like, he's still a pretty worthy adversary. And in my eyes, like, it should be, you know, like, Maul just toys around Grievous. But it's so, I found it funny how Maul always loses, and he, he loses to Grievous in this. Um, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I just find it funny, his, his constant losses. It, it seems to me as if, like, his greatest accomplishment was always just killing Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, that oh, was yeah. Maul's greatest feat and since then he's always just lost and lost and lost um and aside from that one day that he that he took kenobi by surprise with savage press and they actually managed to knock him out and bring him onto the ship mm-hmm. and uh that's the part that you didn't really like so much i remember you saying like he was bested too easily kenobi yeah but uh but maul just is a guy that is always losing uh, because even that day, like Ventress comes in, interferes with them, with their plans, and then Kenobi gets away and they're stuck in space for the longest time, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like he's he's a guy that always loses everything. Um, so this is not a good day for him. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, and in the battle's aftermath, Grievous reports to Dooku that despite extensive battle losses, uh, the, the droid army dealt serious damage to the shadow collective and uh grievous still doesn't really understand what the importance maul holds for mother talzin but dooku assures him that it'll become clear in time mm-hmm. um so grievous obviously doesn't know that uh the the secret about mother talzin and the relationship between her and darth maul which i forget is this revealed in the first issue or, or? Yeah, i don't think it's a, i think it's the second one but basically talzin and maul are related like directly like talzin is yeah. maul's actual mother, mother so yeah so yeah which is pretty nuts because everyone calls her mother talzin yeah so and she's like the ruler of like dathomir and the night the night sisters and and the night brothers are just like they're slaves on the planet like they just clan of you know the own. dominant yeah the dominant gender on dathomir is the is the women mm-hmm. so uh it's it's actually like super appropriate for the comic to be titled son of dathomir because it's directly talking about darth maul and uh and his relationship to mother talzin because that's his blood mother kind of thing mm-hmm. um not you know through title but like that's his literal like mother i don't know how on earth she conceived but I don't even it, want to think it, about that. It, it happened. That's all you need to know. Uh, it happened. That's all you need to know. I, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, so how how did all that go down? But like, you know what? It just don't ask questions. It, accept it. You know, like you know, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, well, and also it's revealed that Palpatine took it took uh, Maul in from Talzin at a very young 
young age when mall was still like an infant yeah. right so basically trained him from the ground up kind of jedi jedi youngling age to be this like sith apprentice right mm -hmm. which um he used as a jedi hunter but yeah it makes you wonder it's like hmm I wonder if Palpatine might be like the, like the father. Like I don't really know, but no idea. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's not as weird as when I started thinking all the weird stuff that happened with Rise of Skywalker and and the relationship between Rey and Palpatine. I'm like, no, I I just can't. I still can't deal with that. No, I. It's it's a little yeah. It's a little strange. Let's not even it's get into strange. those abortions of. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's God not. Off. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so second second part. Um, do you want to do you want to take take the summary on this one, or do you got any notes for the for this uh, one? If I do that, like mine are like I took them in order of events that they happen, but like what yeah. episode they belong to, I'm not exactly sure. So, um, all right. So if, yeah, if you want to do the summary on the second one, then I can give you the notes that i have here sure yeah, yeah sounds good yeah. okay so maul basically uses his connection to mother talzin to contact her and seek guidance mm -hmm. and uh talzin believes that maul was meant to escape Sidious's grasp at, um on in both areas uh stygon and zanbar uh instead of emerging and assisting maul directly as Sidious and dooku would expect mother talzin sends maul to ord mantel where his black sun allies have their base and uh, Dooku and Grievous uh, actually discover this, confirming that the Black Sun is also part of the Shadow Collective. Um, super tactical droid Tay Zuka uh, also reports that a small shuttle was seen departing from Dathomir bound for Ord Mantel. Um, and believing Talzin is going to Maul, Dooku orders a Separatist fleet to attack the planet. Uh, Tay Zuka is just one of those very smart tactical droids that they use in in the droid armies like the ones that have the deep robotic voice and uh they've got like the three eyes and stuff and the very boxy head uh on ord mantel maul prepares his troops uh a shuttle from dathomir arrives carrying brother viscous and a group of knight brothers brother viscous was the guy that anakin and obi-wan encountered in savage press's village when they went looking for savage press um he's the the clan leader of the knight brothers and he pops up uh maul sends them to command to, to his command center uh as the separatists arrive and begin bombarding the city and he leaves gar saxon and uh uh zaitan moj and fief in in command fifi or something zaitan moj is the leader of the black sun he's got the ponytail green skin um and uh fief is uh part of the uh, pike syndicate um i believe uh a leading the leading member of the pikes in the shadow collective at least uh, while it's a part of that mm -hmm. and sends them to command the ground forces while he and rook uh move to entrap the separatists in space uh dooku himself soon arrives in the city in search of maul talzin but is instead greeted by viscous and attacks uh by the Nup the Knight Brothers. So we see Dooku fighting with the Knight Brothers, which is pretty sick. Absolutely manhandles all of them. Like Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Just completely decimated. Like the 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 cover of this particular comic book actually has um Dooku just outstretching his lightning and all of them just being like shocked to death and 
yeah, he's he's just he's just a boss. Um, and uh, f- even though the battle on the ground turns against the Death Watch, Black Sun, and the Pike soldiers, um, the Mandalorians catch the Separatist fleet by surprise, allowing Maul to board Grievous's dreadnought. Um, they their boarding team makes their way to the bridge where they successfully capture Grievous and disable the battle droids. And Dooku swiftly strikes down the band of Night Brothers, as we mentioned, overpowers Viscus. Um, but with the droids out of commission, Saxon is able to capture Dooku as well. So, in like one snap of the finger, like this is actually a pretty good victory for Maul because not only does he capture Dooku, he captures Maul as well. Like he's got them both. Like that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, then he contacts Mother Talzin to report his progress. And with Dooku and Grievous in their custody, with the Separatist armies under their control, they'll soon undermine Sidious as well and complete their plot for revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the second episode. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for this one, like, I kind of just wrote down, like, how uh, even though, like, they both kind of lost in the end, Maul kind of outsmarted him in a way. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dooku and Grievous. Um but I, I found it funny. This is kind of like, this is related to it, but it's kind of like sidebar. I found it funny that how is it that Dooku, being Dooku, he sees, you know, he's captured along with Grievous by Maul and, and his, you know, his uh, mafia friends, right? And he just kind of, he sits there and he just waits. He knows there's a bigger plot. He knows that there's something going on when he could easily just, kill Maul because at this point like I don't I don't think Maul would be on the same level as Dooku I mean like the, Maul's a very good uh, swordsman and all that stuff he's very uh, very good using the force but you know he's he's only half of uh, his he's a shadow of his former self at this point right mm-hmm. um, not to say he's not powerful but he was one, once better and at this point I think that Dooku especially with Grievous at his side he'd easily win however um i just i just think it's funny how even knowing that there's something bigger at hand he doesn't just kind of do it as as like what the hell let's just get rid of him kind of thing like yeah i i i just found that kind of interesting uh yeah yeah so oh totally yeah. uh all right so that's all your notes to that one yeah all right <clears throat> cool um i guess halfway through yeah i guess my well my next one was talzin telling dooku the truth about like how sidious will abandon oh yeah um yeah that that's in the second issue i'm pretty sure or is that the yeah it's around the it's like the first half yeah Yeah. okay so uh yeah mother talzin uh kind of uh kind of uses maul as like a as like a gateway and and kind of like Let's call it the 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 magic force, just you know, yeah. and speaks through Maul, yeah, speaks through Maul and tells mm-hmm. Dooku the truth. He, he, yeah, she, she tells him like, look, Sidious, he's gonna he's gonna betray you just like he betrayed me. You are like totally disposable. He's gonna do the exact yeah. same thing he did to Maul as he's yeah. gonna do to you, right? But. Yeah, exactly. Dooku, knowing how the Sith operate and all this stuff, he he remains so loyal to the Sith as Maul did at one point, and and you know Maul sees the truth now, but Dooku 
even though uh, Maul tells him the truth and Talzin tells him the truth, he's like, no, 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 there's a big play at hand. There's something bigger at hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a part of it and kind of thing. He thinks he's safe kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Like he doesn't know that he's, you know, going to be decapitated at one point by the next apprentice, which is Vader, of course. Do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly right. Like, <laughs> I think, um, I, I think, like that's that's just it. Where he, even th- even though he might actually believe Mother Talzin, he's he's in the position where he's just so shrouded by his Sith I- I- ideology, right? It's greed, right? It's and and he's like, not if I kill him first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, I think that's Dooku's strategy is like, even though he kind of remains loyal, even though all this is revealed to him, uh, about mother Talzin and, and Sidious's betrayal of her and then of Maul as well, because Maul's obviously been cast out. Um, like, you know, all this is obvious to Dooku. Like, why does he stay his apprentice? Well, because he thinks that things will work out in his favor and he'll probably, kill his master before he gets the chance to kill Dooku, right? I don't think he ever expects to lose a fight to Anakin Skywalker and have his master just say, do it. Like, just kill him already. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he he's obviously not anticipated. He's just too high up on his pedestal, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, um, he's too... He's too uh, oh, there's a word for it. He's... Uh... I forget. Like just too proud. No, not too proud. Arrogant. No, no, no. Well, yes, but there's there's one more word. He's too. It's not comfortable, but it's it's. Ah, uh, mm. oh, I'm trying to. What what's the word when you get too comfortable at work and like you're like. Ah, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember now. It's anyways. He's he's too he's too comfortable, right? He's too. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, complacent. That's what it is. Uh, oh okay yeah. all right yeah yeah so he's you know he's too like yeah he knows what the sith are like and all that sort of stuff uh but he, that's a good point like maybe he's gonna do it himself but i found it kind of relatable that even though he he gets all this information and it is the truth maybe whether he wants to accept it at this point in time or not that's kind of his problem but uh, he fails to listen and i found it super yeah. relatable to yoda yoda's experience you know when he's on on dagobah and he sees he sees like the future right and mm-hmm. he's 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 taken away by it and he's like oh wow like this is crazy you know and he there's a part of him you can tell like he knows it's the truth but there's a part of him that doesn't want to believe it but he's wise enough to not be you know selfish and think okay this will be fine we'll we'll figure it out no 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 he he knows that there has to be something done right so yeah a different yeah, different totally. approach but similar um uh, situations right so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um all right so yeah the third issue comes up and then after the shadow collective departs for ord mantel a jedi strike team uh in arrives to investigate claims from survivors that dooku led an attack against a red skin force user which uh obviously is is uh maul um then a team consisting of mace windu kenobi Tipley, who is the sister of the green chick that we saw, uh, uh, was it, uh, who was it again? I think it was five or echo or no, who was it? Not echo. Uh, uh, tough. Top. Top. Was it? Top. Yeah. Top. Yeah. Yeah. Top killed, right? yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, um, 
it was it was it was something uh, it was her sister or whatever typically and Ayla Sakura so those four Jedi I believe that they could use such a rivalry to capture Dooku and Maul and potentially end the war mm-hmm. um so when Commander Wolf and his men unearth the Mandalorian helmet from the wreckage, they realize that all all mechs, Mandalorian forces are still connected to the criminal underworld and Maul's possibly headed to the Mandalorian supply outpost with his remaining forces. So Kenobi and Tipley volunteer to investigate the outpost. Um, it's at the outpost that uh, Maul boasts his capture of Dooku and Grievous to Sidious. So he like calls up his old master. He's like, hey, look, I just got your two like, you know your two bishops here, or your your two your two queen, your general and your apprentice, like on their knees, right before me, kind of thing. And he plots to use them for his revenge. Uh, Maul sends Grievous to a holding cell to speak to Dooku in private, summoning. Oh yeah, and then we already talked about this. Summoning Talzin's spirit to persuade him to their cause. Um, Talzin informs Dooku of the details of her past, with Sidious revealing that Maul is her own flesh and blood son. She also tells him that. Sidious plans to betray him as she was once betrayed as well. Um, and that Dooku should pledge allegiance to her and she will honor his commitment. Um, so he's got a bit small over. Kenobi and Tipley close in. And uh, Tipley feels that Kenobi's emotions are in turmoil because of Satine. And uh, we can't forget that Darth Maul obviously gutted Satine in the throne room uh, before but you know when when Kenobi was captured on Mandalore so that was obviously an emotional time for him and uh Kenobi assures her that his emotions are under control uh Commander Cody uh soon reports that the Mandalorian outpost has been detected and the Republic launches its forces to attack it um upon detecting the incoming craft Maul offers Dooku a choice allies or death having used the force to free Grievous from his own cell uh, Dooku agrees and uh, the Republic forces board clear out the Mandalorian presence Kenobi and Tipley are soon confronted by Maul and Dooku leading the Jedi to believe that they're working together uh, it's just then that Windu and Ayla Secura arrive with reinforcements engage Maul in a lightsaber duel with while Dooku attacks Kenobi and Tipley uh, Tipley is unfortunately killed by Dooku and uh, Windu and Secura are incapacitated um by rocket fire from the mandalorians and kenobi fails to stop the sith lords as they all flee in maul's ship and chancellor palpatine afterwards after this is all over contacts them for a report and uh windu tells them that they failed to capture the sith and surmises that dooku is the sith master that they have been searching for with maul as his apprentice Um, Palpatine allows the Jedi to believe the deception and states that such an alliance could spell doom for the Republic. So I think this is all a happy accident for for Palpatine because Windu's like, you know what? Maul and Dooku are actually working together. Perhaps Dooku is actually the master and Maul is the apprentice. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. And then then the Palpatine's like, it's like... Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny. There's a there's a quote from uh, I'll see if I can I'll see if I can find it. But he's like, uh, uh, yeah. One, one sec, one second. It's it's, it's here. Just bear yeah. with me. No, it's it's a great like moment where he just takes advantage of like their 
gullibility in the scenario searching for this Sith master still. And I mean, Yoda is like multiple steps ahead and I don't know why he's not involved in this conversation, but because he knows that there's a dude out there by the name of Sidious. Oh, yeah. Like he's, he's had the visions on Dagobah. He's had all this stuff. So he's obviously ahead of the game and he hasn't really revealed any of this to, um, to Windu or anything like that. And same with Kenobi. He's also been told at one point, obviously in Attack of the Clones, that this Darth Sidious, um, or this Lord Sidious is is uh, in control of all the senators of the Republic. Like he, in all the way back on Geonosis, and we talked about this in the Sifo-Dyas episode um, when we were chatting about that arc, and and like the Dooku just gives him the truth. Like he doesn't deceive him at all. He just gives it to him straight up, and Kenobi takes it as deception. So nobody believes like between like Yoda and Kenobi, the two people who know the word or the name Sidious, it's not clear enough to the rest of the Jedi that he's even a real dude. Mm-hmm. So instantly when Windu sees Maul and Dooku collaborating with each other, that's all he sees. Right. So he just jumps to conclusion. He's like, oh, those are the two Sith that we're looking for. Yeah. So and, makes sense. Yeah. And and I, I found it funny. Like this is the uh, the part of the book where he. Uh, is telling Palpatine all this stuff and Pal- um, you know Windu breaks the news like oh well you know uh, Maul and Dooku the, those are the guys it has to be you know and then yeah. <laughs> it's it's via hologram that uh, Mace Windu is speaking with Palpatine and Palpatine's in his, his, his office right and and Palpatine says not looking at him he's just kind of looking and has that evil grin in the, in the window he says fascinating Still, is there no explanation for the battle on Ord Mantell? How can the enemy? How can they be enemies one moment and allies the next? And then Dooku says a deception, perhaps. And then Sidious then says a puzzle, to be sure. Well, you've done all you can. It is unfortunate that this opportunity slipped through your fingers. I fear, in the end, it could prove disastrous for the Republic. And it's yeah. so funny how he's he's like, oh man, that sucks. Hopefully, it doesn't yeah. screw us over. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, hey, just so you know, this is on you. Yeah. If this if this affects us, right? Yeah. He's he's just throwing a rock at them, right? Because he knows that they're screwed anyway. But but he's like, hey, just so you know, if this if this comes back uh, negatively, uh, it's on your shoulders. You let them get away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and and. You know he kind of he kind of plays it off, right? Kinda, oh kinda, yeah. Like, oh totally. Like he, he's just like totally. Just, oh man, that's unfortunate. You know, like I find it. Yeah. I find totally. it fascinating. That's just too bad. Yeah. yeah. I find I thought it's fascinating. Yeah. That is just unfortunate. You were unable to capture them. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, um, all right, and then the last. Oh, you got any more notes with this? Yeah, one I have or? a couple. I have a couple. Um, all right, cool. Uh, cool. Just a quick little. <laughs> a little side note like don't you find it funny how every time like grievous gets like in a rock or fuffle like he always conveniently finds an escape pod and oh yeah always yeah. like you know right right here like, time to abandon ship yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he just always finds an escape pod and peace that's right he's a weasel yeah exactly. general grievous will run and hide as he always does exactly he's a coward exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah it, it was kind of cool that uh Maul and Dooku fight alongside each other. Um, you know that even though it was super short lived, that's that was pretty cool. Um, you know, 
after their escape, Windu tells Palpatine like everything that's going on. And like I was saying earlier, he acts like he's fascinated that they're working together. Grins at the fact that they think now that, uh, you know, Dooku is the Sith Lord and Maul is, is his puppet, right? Um, but like another thing, like I, I'm, su- I'm still surprised at this point when I was reading it, I was still mm-hmm. surprised at how Dooku is just letting himself be pushed around by Maul, just playing ball, right? Like, yeah, he's just playing ball. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Even though Maul playing the game. Yeah, exactly. Even though Maul doesn't know that Dooku helped uh, General Grievous escape. Um, and uh, one thing that I, I already mentioned to you before, before we started the podcast here, but uh, one thing I always notice is that, you know, because in the movies, we don't really see Sidious do any, like, missions and stuff. Um, but why is it that, like, the few times we get to see him actually go into the action, like, in the flesh and blood, Sidious is there. Does yeah. no one ever notice, like, where's Chancellor Palpatine? Like, did he just like, yeah, take yeah. a vacation? Did he just go get some ice cream or something? Like, did he just leave? Like, what's going on? Like, yeah, does no like, one ever, just... like... No one ever just doesn't pop into anyone's head like I cannot sense Palpatine. Like where is Palpatine? Like no one, no one cares, right? Uh, no one questions him. No one cares. So I mean, yeah, I, he's the chancellor. He does what he exactly. wants. Exactly. Like I just, I don't know. I find it, I find it funny. I mean, like he's got every single reason to to come up with something though, right? Because like out of all the senators in the Senate, they could all individually have some sort of you know, like, oh, I was invited to so-and-so's political get-together party or something. Like, I don't know. Like, something like that, right? Like, who knows? Like, he's got a million reasons to be a busy dude. Yeah. So, if he's not at his desk, I don't think anyone's going to question it, right? Like, but... And that's just thing that, like, nobody ever does. Like, nobody ever bothers, like, oh, where's the chancellor? He's, like, out of town again. Like, nope. No one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, All right, so... So finally, to end off the arc, um, Maul races toward Dathomir with his new ally, Dooku, um, aboard his ship. And uh, the leader of the Black Sun and the leader of the Pike Syndicate, uh, Zaitan and uh, Fief or Fife or whatever his name is, uh, soon contact him with complaints that the Shadow Collective's objectives have changed from profit to Maul's personal crusade. So originally they were in this for money and now they're feeling like Maul's taking advantage of the Shadow Collective for his own personal revenge, right? Um, and he, Maul orders them back to their respective sectors and says, okay, just basically just get in line. Get in line, son. Um, and uh, Gar Saxon is keeping them in that line and uh, await. Uh, he tells them to await his next command, assuring that they'll receive their profits uh, that they desire uh as soon as they're convenient i guess uh dooku makes it clear his skepticism of maul's fraying empire and how difficult it has become to maintain uh so dooku being a skeptical dude is just critiquing maul's hastily put together shadow collective and uh you know basically saying like hey this is all coming apart it's difficult to keep up uh, but Maul plans to use Dooku to return Mother Talzin and destroy Darth Sidious. Um, upon their arrival at Dathomir, 
uh, Dooku is forced into Night Brother custody and is taken to a hidden chamber. Uh, there, Maul summons Talzin's spirit and begins a ritual which enables her to possess Dooku's body. And at that moment, Darth Sidious and General Grievous arrive over the planet in a Sith infiltrator. Uh, now, we've seen a Sith infiltrator ship before. This this is the same ship that Darth Maul was using in The Phantom Menace to track down the Queen uh, to Naboo. Um, pretty cool ship. I've always wanted that in Lego. And uh, they <laughs> just the side commentary there. So they arrive over the planet in this ship and pinpoint Dooku's position. Once they arrive, Talzin has already taken control over Dooku's body and uses it in combat against Darth Sidious while Maul engages Grievous in a duel. So you got Darth Maul fighting Grievous. You got Mother Talzin inside Count Dooku's body fighting Palpatine. A um, bit of a crazy Sith war, like lightsaber duel going on here. Uh, like, again, would have loved to have seen this on the screen. Shout out to Disney if you're looking at making any new animated series. Just keep keep doing more Clone Wars, but we'll get into that later. Um, Sidious easily overpowers Talzin, naturally. Uh, but the witch abandons Dooku's body and fully regenerates her body to attack Sidious directly. Uh, they then enter a heated deadlock using force lightning. Maul soon dispatches Grievous and moves to provide additional strength to his mother. Simultaneously, Dooku regains consciousness and reinforces his master. So now you have Talzin and Maul fighting Grievous and Dooku and uh, Palpatine. Uh, and then meanwhile, uh, Cast receives another transmission from Moj and Fife, both whom report that the Separatist Armadas are attacking them. They demand to speak with Maul. Um, Cast informs them that Maul is occupied and insists that they hunker down and fight. But the Pikes and the Black Sun sustain heavy losses and uh, secede from the Shadow Collective. So they part ways. Um uh, Despite Cass' protests, obviously, uh, another Mandalorian informs her that a Separatist fleet has arrived over Dathomir, realizing that the planet is lost. Cass takes uh, the Gauntlet Fighter, which is Maul's ship, to rescue Darth Maul, lest the Shadow Collective be completely dissolved. Um, Maul hears Cass' report and begins to escape with his mother, but Talzin states that she cannot escape without endangering him. At that moment, Gravis recovers and advances on her. Against Maul's wishes, she forces him to safety while holding Sidious and Dooku at bay, but uh, Grievous is soon upon her and fatally stabs her in the chest with his lightsabers, causing her to wither away and die. Um, enraged, Maul is forced by the Mandalorians to flee in his transport. Um, obviously, I mean, his mother just got stabbed in multiple times by Grievous and, you know, fizzled away uh Sidious Grievous and Dooku look over at Talzin's body as the droid armies conquer Dathomir Dooku then apologizes for having allowed Maul to escape yet again but Sidious assures him that everything has transpired as he is foreseen naturally uh his plan to destroy Talzin was complicated but now with her death Maul's future as a rival is erased and theirs is more certain than ever so with Talzin out of the way, Maul really no longer poses any threat because not only does he have nobody to kind of further his advancement in force power learning or whatever you want to call it, uh, but I mean, his his mother's gone. 
And uh, not only that, but the Shadow Collective has pretty much been dissolved at this point, just a little bit. Like he's he's essentially got to work from the ground up, sort of, in a in a way, yet again. Which is it's it's a bit of a tip of the hat to obviously how we see uh, Maul in Solo, a Star Wars story, which naturally takes place years after the the Clone Wars, and he is ruling over a new underworld empire under the um uh what was it called again uh no the uh shoot um hold on a second this is gonna bother me syndicate right uh yeah so the shadow collective with that gone now um maul it has to start from scratch right so um the new the new like thing that he um that he makes oh, yeah. is uh it's got it's got like a new uh crimson dawn that's the name i'm looking for yeah um so the, the yeah he, he's he rules over crimson dawn eventually but obviously that's that's not until kind of later down the line but uh the shadow collective is kind of the predecessor empire that he's trying to start up before that all happens so anyway mother talisman's dead maul's got a a a, a poor fateless future ahead of him um obviously the story's not complete clone wars is not done um but uh yeah what did you think about this um you got a, you got a few notes for this one right? uh no not not really just, not just, too many. just like you know them fighting and uh an yeah. interesting little quote because you know we've got uh dooku fighting against sidious um you know obviously it's mother talons and just possessing dooku um but yeah. uh, you know, he's. I think uh, I, I wrote it down. He had this interesting quote there, because um, we've seen the few times we've seen Sidious fight, and even in the movies, like he's not a guy you want to mess with, right? Kind of thing. And yeah. he he says, you know, you control Dooku's body, but you possess none of his skill. Um, so that that's mm. like. Uh, you know, it's just it just sucks that it's in a book because like this is something I would totally pay to see, right? Like on oh in yeah the movies or on you know the show, whatever. Um, and it mm-hmm. just sucks because I hate Disney with a burning passion. But you know, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, like uh, that's pretty much all my notes for the book. Uh, but I liked it. Like it, it's 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 definitely something I would recommend. Uh, for someone who wants to like kind of pick up like where we left off with Maul mm-hmm. five there, um, it's definitely something I would recommend if someone wants to see like something not visually but like you know imagine uh, some decent action. It's got it's got enough of that, um, and yeah, it's it's a pretty good story, and I just I just wish it was uh, you know yeah. live, but it's okay. yeah. Totally. It's okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was a pretty good book. I liked it. It was good. Yeah, it's it's a solid arc and and like really kind of explains a lot, you know. Like so now now Maul is basically on his way back to Mandalore, where he's gonna pick up the pieces and keep going with what he's got left, kind of thing. But um, but yeah, his whole Shadow Collective is a lot of it's been dismantled, and Mother Talzin is finally dead. There was that arc in season six that we watched with uh jar jar and windu where it looked as if mother talzin had died but wasn't the case like she just kind of 
looked upset and dissolved into the air, right? But that was her whole plot of trying to gain more power and more connection to the force through stealing the force of other people, mm-hmm. um, which was, it was a bit of a strange story, but but uh, it was the disappeared parts one and two, those episodes. But um, but yeah, now, now she's like dead, dead. She's gone. Mm-hmm. So we won't be seeing her again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, cool story. Um, I mean... Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Um, we got, we got, we got some news. Uh, and actually, actually, before we get to the news, did you want to talk about? Because I want to give a, a a moment to all the arcs that have been talked about before, um, through various conventions and and sit downs, and they've given us a little bit of an idea for some of the unproduced episodes. So I think maybe I'll just mention it to you. Sure. You can just tell me what you think about it. Sure. Um, so when the Clone Wars was canceled, you know, we had half a season six that was left, you know, and that, that was that was pretty much it. Originally, the show was supposed to be eight full seasons, though. So we have a missing half of season six. We've got two full seasons additional to that. That's roughly like, I don't know, 50 episodes ish. Mm-hmm. Um, out of those 50 episodes, we've had the Dark Disciple novel adapt eight of them into a book. We've had the Son of Dathomir comic adapt four of them into a comic. And then we watched the story animation proxy reels for the four episodes, which was the Crystal Crisis on Utapau arc. So that in itself is a good 16-ish like episodes that that now, even though they weren't finished, like we have the story that's able to be consumed, right? That roughly leaves 30-ish episodes unproduced, right? There was another story reel arc, which uh, I'm leaving out of this conversation at the moment, called the Bad Batch arc. Now, there's a reason why I'm leaving it out of this, because this arc was actually finished and completed for the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars that recently came out on Disney+, Plus, which is now part of season seven. So that aside, we've got like 26, 27 episodes that are completely, we have no idea what they're, what they were going to be about, right? So over the years from Star Wars Celebration, Fan Ex- uh, uh, Comic-Con, like all the, all the different conventions and uh stuff that they were able to like have a panel and i sit down and dave filoni and pablo talked about these things they did show some some clips of proxy reels that that were semi done um they showed some of dave filoni's uh sketch artwork um they uh they talked about some of the things um and uh i'll just kind of go down the list of things that they kind of mentioned about and and then you can tell me kind of like what these episodes could have been like, how they would have, how they would have been cool to see, I guess. Okay, so the first one on the list is Boba Fett versus Cad Bane. Yep. So one of the arcs <laughs> would have would have been about a young Boba Fett uh, who last time we saw him was wielding his father's dual pistols. He had kind of an uh, an armor thing going on, but he wasn't fully wearing the helmet yet. Um, it would have featured him uh, being almost like a 
uh, mentor, like Cad Bane would have been his mentor for an arc of episodes, which would have led to a confront, a confrontation that they have, a difference that they have, and they actually have a shootout. And this is the arc in which Cad Bane dies and Boba Fett kills Cad Bane. But this shootout is very Western style. They're standing like, you know, 20 meters apart from each other. And Cad Bane actually does get a shot on Boba, who at this point is now wearing the Mandalorian helmet. And Cad Bane is the reason that that Boba's helmet gets the dent. That's where the dent comes in. Is 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 Cad Bane's shot to his temple that that knocks him unconscious? But Cad Bane's dead. So this entire arc would have been purposeful for showing Boba's flair for the Western, because we know. If you think about the Clone Wars, it's like, okay, name me one cowboy. It's Cad Bane. He's got spurs. He's got the hat. He's got the jacket. He's got the gunslinging thing going on, right? He's got, he's got all that swaggerness about him. And Boba Fett doesn't have any of that so far when we saw him. But later down the road in Empire Strikes Back, he's like the Western style kind of guy, right? He's got the spurs. He's got the, the, the flair, right? It's like, where did that inspiration come from? It was Cad Bane. So, like, I really like the idea of this arc because it would have shown him um, kind of becoming the person that we know him to be, but also a person who has his father's morale to him and his honor, right? Django's Django's honor um, and obviously doesn't really comply with absolutely everything Cad Bane does, which would have led to this shootout between the two of them. And uh, Boba Fett obviously winning the title of now the best, the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy. Uh, also explains the dent. So uh, tell me what you think about that. I think that would have been a pretty cool, like the concept is awesome. Uh, it, again, like it's, I, I can't say much on it, but like I, I think that would, if if that's where they were going with it, like little little details like that is what I appreciate about, you know, or appreciated about Lucas and his team, right? Uh, you know, Dave, Dave Filoni, and and all and all the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think that would have been a cool little detail because we see, you know, like how did how did Boba get that tent? Like, oh, shot by uh, Cad Bane potentially. Now, um, you know, I I I think that little things like that really make the story like shine for me like under lucas's supervision we kind of lost that with disney um but like that that would have been cool i think i would have loved to see something where it's it's very boba specific because we do get a couple episodes in the actual clone war show that kind of like you know tell them they focus in on on him right um this would have been the final transformation that we like the final completion to his story arc in the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. that would have been super cool to see, uh, you know how how he went from like the the little the little kid on uh, um, uh, on Camino. Com- on Camino. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, it would be cool to see you know his kind of upbringing, right? Um, yeah, totally. But yeah, I think that'd be a pretty sweet episode to see for sure. Uh, yeah do they do they mention like with these ideas do they mention like how many specific arcs there was gonna be because you said like what 27 episodes so what 
It's roughly that. No, yeah, they never actually mentioned how many exact numbered episodes there were. Um, it was never officially mentioned. What they did mention, though, was like I, I've I've seen it online where people have kind of worked it out. It's like, oh, if this seasons were twenty two episodes each, kind of thing, or twenty episodes, it would have meant that it works down to about this number of episodes left. Mathematically comparing that to what they've revealed about some of the untold stories, what's left, very little. Um, and that's why I'm mentioning these unproduced story arcs to you because there's nothing about them. Like, like you can listen to the the panels yourself. They literally just pretty much tell you everything I told you. And then they actually play a little clip of the proxy animation. And it's the shootout between Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Um, it's, it's, uh, it looks like it would have been really cool. Oh, yeah. And honest, honestly, like I'm, I'm sad that we're not going to get it, but, um, yeah. So next, next one up on the list, um, I'm going to skip over part of this one because they did actually finish this arc for season seven, uh, which is the final season now. Um, but, uh, it would have been about Ahsoka in the underworld and, uh, after her, you know, tragically leaving the Jedi Order, what happens? We're actually going to find out. So uh, that's, you, you know, you can look forward to that in the next season of the, of the Clone Wars. And uh, part of that arc, though, which I think it was a different arc. It was, a, it, was, it was a different arc that was not completely about her life involving um, this smuggler called Nax Okami. They've actually changed that character to a female character. And um, and they finished the arc, and I think they did some re re editing, re scripting of the of those stories, uh, but those will come later. There was another Ahsoka arc that um, actually would have had some sort of mystery underneath the Jedi Temple. So this one was really interesting. Uh, it was a storyline that would have led to a reunion between Ahsoka and Anakin, but not as Jedi on arms. Um, Ahsoka would have been returning from her life in the underworld to warn the council that she'd discovered something shocking in the ruins beneath the Jedi temple, an ancient Sith temple hiding in the source of untold dark side power. So, so at, if you think about it, like Coruscant has got many, many levels to it. And on the surface sits this Jedi temple, right? Like a pebble on sand, right? But when you dig beneath all those layers, what's at the root of it all? This rotting core of uh, an old Sith temple that was built many, many years ago that the Jedi then just built on top of, made their shell of a, of a home. And it makes you wonder. It's like, well, no kidding. They can't see who the, who, like the dark side or like, you know, like it's, it's been numbing them over the course of, it's been like, like a cancer sitting beneath their temple all these years for like a thousand years it's been sitting there like rotting from the core and and it's probably been affecting them and like their foresight and everything right like it's blinding them uh, this is my theory but you know that's just me um it would have it would have like ahsoka would have found out all this stuff and believing that it was the source of the evil vibes that the jedi have continued to sense um ahsoka obi-wan and anakin would have teamed up to investigate this stuff descending to the lowest levels of Coruscant and having an encounter with a mysterious Sith 
who is also attempting to access the temple, who is in fact none other than Darth Sidious himself. And you never actually see him. Apparently there was a there was a Dave Filoni sketch here of of Ahsoka blocking uh, a door uh, with uh, and and Palpatine would have been on the other side of that door. Um, and she's trying to like weld it shut or whatever, but there's like lightning coming out the hole that she's that she's like standing on the other side of the door from. It's it's pretty sweet, like it's pretty insane. Um, so that whole thing would have been, I'm assuming, maybe an episode or two. Who knows? Um, what do you think of this one? So, <clears throat> yeah. So that. Again, another another cool uh, idea that that would be super huge. But again, that might it's probably best that they didn't do this particular one. Uh, and I, and I'll tell you why I think this because it, there's a it, it may have changed the whole story because Anakin's a super crucial character, right? He's the chosen one. He is Darth yeah. Vader, right? He is going to you know work out through. Uh, executing Order 66. He's going to kill younglings. He's going to kill Jedi. He's going to do all this sort of stuff. But what makes Mm -hmm. me like the idea of this, but not so much want it to... Glad that it didn't happen is because, like I was saying, it could have changed everything. Uh, Maybe not, but if it did, I mean, like, that's a big seeker for the Jedi. Like, think about it. Like, they are and like you said, they're sitting on top of the ruins of a ancient Sith temple. So they're they're being blinded, mm-hmm. and just the you know the 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 metaphor behind it, right? They're on the Sith yep. are on the bottom somehow, but they're rising to the top, and you know they're they're mm-hmm. gonna make their way up to the top again slowly but surely, and they do of course. Um, but that would have been super cool. I mean, to see them catch up, to see what Ahsoka's life has been for this short amount of time you know uh, uh, away from like the the republic and the jedi like it would have been cool to see how anakin reacted um but yeah i mean that's that's a that could be a huge like turning point in the story for me so like it's it's risky business it's risky business i love the idea the concept it would have been cool but i think it could have been a huge like shift Mm -hmm. of where I don't think that Anakin or, or Obi-Wan ever meets this like I think I think this is like a separate um even though they're going down there and Sidious is down there as well they don't actually see each other it's one of those things that um, I think Dave actually talked about this like on the sketch when he um when he has uh, uh the Ahsoka like on the other side of a door from him and he's shooting lightning through them and and stuff like they never see like what's on the other side but because they're separated by this by this wall but uh but like the threat is there and and it's like who is it right and like the only person they know that she was lightning is dooku for all they know it could be dooku or or something right but but yeah like i don't think they had it all worked out like the scripts were written but again like scripts can be changed changed so um i do know however in canon they have established through the novels that there is a sith temple beneath the jedi temple so this uh and and they actually mentioned this in the panels that they look at like even having done rebels and stuff already they when they did that show they looked at those scripts having having 
having uh, had happened. So like they already they planned in the future, like they planned to acknowledge the the fact that these even though they weren't produced, um, they they still wrote around those events having already been a reality in their ideas of like what the, where, where the story is going. So for for them, like when they're like when uh, any new shows that they're doing, Star Wars Rebels, for example, all these like stories to them, they're like, oh, yeah, these happened. And and even though the story is not out there for them, like we're writing it as if it does happen. So um, it makes you wonder, like some of the things that they do in the future with some of the arcs, if some of the stuff maybe inspired them to do that sort of thing. Um, but I, yeah, I know I, I know what you're talking about. Like this is kind of a risky arc because it's like when you have Palpatine Sith Lord that close to like the three protagonists of the entire show. It gets a little close to too close to call. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. Yeah. So like, um, yeah. we had another one, which was Yoda on Kashyyyk. So um, so when in episode three, when Yoda says to the Jedi, good relations with the Wookiees I have, uh, he would have been referring to this arc, which would have been with uh, it would have been about the Republic lending aid to the Wookiee homeworld to defend it from an evil alliance between the Separatists and the Trandoshan slavers, which we've met before. They were they captured Chewbacca and kidnapped Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're obviously at it again, hunting new Wookiees for their for their their hunt or their trade or whatever, uh, as well as setting up which would have become a major battle location in Revenge of the Sith. So it would have been setting up the battle that then takes place in episode three. Uh, also with adding a little bit of uh, backstory to uh, to the relationship between Yoda and the Wookiees uh, and Tarful, uh, all, the, all that stuff. Uh, the story would have delved into the Wookiee culture in the ways of Star Wars, which has rarely happened, exploring their spirituality, their connections to the trees, the giant animals on their homeworld. A young Chewbacca who had previously appeared on the show would have uh, which was in the arc that we watched with Ahsoka would have uh, also played a major part in this arc as well. So, what do you think of that? I think that'd be that'd be pretty cool as well. All these ideas, like they're they're they're, I'm noticing that they're very uh, they're putting those fine details. Like whether it's just like a quote or mm-hmm. like you notice how you know Boba Fett got a dent on his helmet or something like that. You know, like the little details, yeah. like it makes me kind of like pissed off that we don't see this. Cause these yeah. well, they're like little mini stories. Right. But they connect the story. So yeah, exactly. Better, right. Uh, yeah. They're relevant. Exactly. They're totally relevant. And uh, it just, it bugs me that we can't see them, but I, I would love to see these, like these all. Now the best we can do is talk about exactly. them. And the more we talk about them, the more likely they're going to be maybe made or adapted into a, into a comic or a book or something like maybe. that. Um, who knows? Yeah, but I, I, I love all of these. Like they're, I, I know you've mentioned before to me that you said any Yoda arc is always good. Yes. Arc. Yeah. You've always mentioned that when it comes down to any Clone Wars episodes, you've always been really stoked when it comes to a, a Yoda yeah. arc. So, I, I love uh, I have a feeling that this one would have been pretty yeah, cool. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, so there was another one, a captain Rex and R2D2 team up, uh, so it started out as a jokey Top Gun homage, 
where Rex is forced to fly a mission in a starfighter with R2 after the clone troopers got into an argument with their brothers in the Republic Navy. Uh, this story would have been... Ex- uh, oh, sorry. This story would then be extended thanks to Rex crashing on one of the moons of Ryloth, struggling to survive only with R2-D2 for company. So not a lot of details there, but it's Captain Rex R2-D2 team-up episode arc would have been interesting. It's it's the kind of arc that you think doesn't have a lot of potential, but at the same time, like it's this would have been like season six or seven, and it, and almost every single episode up until this point has been like on the head, right? Like just they nailed it. So it makes you wonder, even though it doesn't sound that exciting, what it actually would have been like and how exciting it would have been. Because to me, I'm like doesn't sound that great like like kind of like a whatever sort of thing but i'm also thinking to myself hold on a second like this would have been one season beyond what we've already last seen which was great like all those episodes were awesome um and so the quality would have been like top notch and uh i mean i love captain rex um any any droid arc that we've got so far with 3po and r2 personally i haven't really enjoyed them too much but you know, whatever, uh, with Rex in the picture, it, it, who knows, who knows? I mean, Top Gun's a really popular movie. Maybe it would have flown non, not pun intended there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what do you think of this one? Uh, I, I could pass on it. I mean, like, you could pass, yeah, yeah, like it, yeah, the quality and all that stuff. Like it would definitely be like a humor episode for sure. It'd be funny, but uh, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make me like wow, like that's cool, right? Like those other ones we talked mm-hmm. about, like uh, yeah, I, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so another one which has been controversial, and this Dave did not say much about this. All they revealed was his sketch. That was it, and like he basically just said it would have been a little like tidbit. Not sure if we would have gone into it, kind of thing. He has a sketch of a Yuzan Vong scout ship. So I, I'm not entirely sure if this was supposed to be an arc or just something part of the storyline or whatever. But uh, the Yuzan Vong in the expanded universe are known to be a very big plot line in the expanded universe. Uh, are you Googling it up there so you can see it? <laughs> yeah. So you, Yuzan Vong is spelled Y-U-U-Z-H-A-N and then space Vong, V-O-N-G. Uh, they're an alien race that were from outside the Star Wars galaxy. They're from a completely different galaxy. And their, their, their advanced technology allowed them to uh, kind of I don't know if it was like a wormhole or something, but they managed to um, make their way into the Star Wars galaxy at the time of the expanded universe, which uh, all those books and comics back in the day, uh, they took place years after Return of the Jedi. And they posed a massive threat to the New Republic. Like that was that was like a thing there. Uh, there was some sort of super weapon that dropped a moon uh, killing Chewbacca um, in, in one of the books. Uh, like these guys were not to be trifled with. Like they were, they were a vicious alien race, and uh, it would have been a tidbit that that Dave Filoni had a sketch of dropping them into um, 
into the Clone Wars and and basically canonizing them in a way, uh, which is interesting because in Star Wars Rebels they canonized Thrawn, who also comes out of the expanded universe books, and even though they changed his timeline of existence and and his entire story, the character itself maintained to be who he is. So. It's interesting to me to see a sketch of the Yuuzhan Vong thinking to myself, okay, they're known to be this vicious outside of the galaxy alien race that comes in, destroys everything. But what would they, what, like, where would it have gone if they had that tidbit in the Clone Wars? Where is that even going? Like that train of thought, like, is it going to a new movie? Is it going to a new animated series? Um, like, where is it, where is it leading? Right. Um, so what, what do you think about that? Like, just external galaxy aliens coming in and just wreaking you know, havoc. It, it sounds it sounds pretty cool but because i honestly have never even heard of them i don't know how epic it could potentially be like I, i'm sure it'd be cool to see but i i just because nothing mm-hmm. about them i don't i don't really know what what i could add on that <laughs> yeah that's fair i think um so I think it was uh, they basically destroyed the New Republic and were I think it says uh, trillions of deaths is like what they were responsible for essentially. Um, so now I don't know if it's fact or not, but I think I think it was there was some sort of alliance made between the New Empire and the New Republic that they had to like fight the Yuuzhan Vong together at one point. I think that was. Unless I'm, my memory is not serving me correctly, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that was part of that whole storyline. But uh, yeah, all expanded universe legends, you know, not canon, uh, doesn't take place. But it would have been interesting to see where that train of thought would have would have been. So uh, yeah, one of the last arcs here. Just one more. Uh, Mon Cala's political crisis. So one of the final plan stories would have been, would have brought the show back to Mon Calamari, who we saw in season four uh, with Lee Char, uh, that whole thing. And it would have uh, been about Anakin and Padme uh, taking a closer look at at the Mon Cala home, the Corrin, uh, apparently they're growing more and more disconnected with Palpatine's executive power as the chancellor. And Padme would have come to Mon Cala in to petition the Mon Calamari and Corrin to join her, uh, her, her petition to oppose Palpatine's extended stay in office, uh, only to find that the Corrin leader had been murdered. So it would have been another political arc, um, of at this, t- at this point in time, going to Padme's resistance of, Palpatine's executive powers as chancellor and all that stuff, right? Um, there's a deleted scene for Revenge of the Sith where she's collaborating with the beginnings of the Rebe- of the Rebel Alliance. Uh, do you remember that? Did you see that scene? Uh, it was like a de- it was a deleted scene in Revenge of the I Sith. I have, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. So it would have been kind of drawing onto that, though, yeah. right? So this is also this is also kind of an explanatory thing for. Um, how Admiral Akbar becomes part of the Rebel Alliance, right? Um, yeah. And how he knows Mon, Mon Mothma, stuff like that. So it would have been the link to the beginnings of the Rebel Alliance and and stuff through Padme during the Clone Wars. Um, and uh, she basically goes there to say, hey, 
you're not liking this. I'm not liking this. We all feel iffy about the chancellor and his executive powers. Sign my petition. Let's deal with it. Um, but she gets there and finds the Corrin leader has been murdered. So it would have turned into like a murder mystery slash political thing. Um, cool. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's more of a political kind of kind of story. But like, again, I, I, I'd be more interested in something like this than R2 and Rex. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that's only some of the arcs, of course, that they would have made. There's there's a few that go unmentioned and untalked about, but uh, links are in the description if you want to hear all about the ones that they did talk about or had permission to talk about as far as revealing story material goes. So that's about all I got. Sure. Uh, well, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for more. Please, for God's sake, stay safe out there. Wash your hands and, uh, you know, any comments, questions or concerns, feel free to tweet us, email us. We'll be happy to answer them and take it easy. We'll see you next time. All right. Yeah. If you got our Twitter feed, follow us. Uh, if you uh, if you send us an email with a voice memo we'd love to hear what you think about the show about the clone wars talk about the clone wars uh, about uh, what your favorite unproduced arc would have been which one you're most curious about would you have liked to have seen the yuzan vong pop up into canon is that for you is it not for you let me know send a tweet do what you can love to hear from you guys uh, son of dathomir great story uh, glad we got a chance to talk about that and uh, obviously the news circling the internet right now about Bad Batch the new animated series coming up we're going to be getting into that obviously a little down the road when we talk about the Bad Batch Clone Wars arc in season 7 the unproduced arc that ended up getting finished for the final season so what all that entails with the story taking place after episode 3 obviously Bad Batch survives Order 66 so we're going to be chatting all about that when it's relevant to the Clone Wars arc that's coming up next time on Clone Wars Talk. But we're doing this in chronological order, of course. So the next arc will be the Ahsoka arc in Season 7, starting with uh, Season 7, Episode 5. So don't jump the gun just yet. We're not out of the woods. Still a few mi- a few more switcheroos as far as uh, <laughs> what to watch next. Uh, so keep looking at that list online on the Star Wars chronological episode order and keep tuning in to Star Wars Escape Pod for all the latest on Clone Wars Talk and beyond. So much more planned for you guys. So we'll see you next time. And may the Force be with you.